Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Hello, I'm Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the WIBC hotline. I think this is going to be really interesting. Uh, a friend of mine, guy that I've known for a while, Jerry Shimali, sends me a message and says, look, I am a conservative, I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm a Palestinian Christian. And I thought, you know what? Those are things you don't normally hear all together. That's quite a melting pot. So let's bring him on right now. Jerry Jamali, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, it's good to be with you guys. Yeah, it is kind of a melting pot, but uh, yeah, very unique, I guess. So first of all, before we get into uh, you know what's going on, obviously, with the war in Israel, how does one become a Palestinian Christian? You know, that is uh, an anomaly in and of itself. I guess my uh, my parents were raised in the West Bank, in the Gaza Strip area. Mm. And, you know, uh, by just fortune, uh, my parents were, uh, you know, they were impressioned upon by their by their uh, grandparents and their parents and of themselves to, to follow the faith of Jesus Christ. And that's what uh, they did. And fortunate for me, we went that route. Okay. And so, so they left, and so you got out of the West Bank. Yes, yes. So uh, after the war in 1948, 1949, um, what ended up happening was when the, when the Jewish nation took over about 78% of Palestine, my parents became refugees, and they were forced to Jordan. And then uh, my parents were kind of homeless for a long time until they got the, the visas and the right type of uh, you know, documentation to come to America uh, legitimately. Wow. Okay, wow. so there's a lot going on there. And hell, we could probably spend three hours talking about that. But to move the conversation along here, I'm curious as to what you see right now in regards to not only the war, but the protests happening all over the country. Because, Jerry, I'll be honest with you, and you know, I'm honest, you're honest. I've seen protests here on Monument Circle. I watch what's happening around the country. And while these people say they're pro-Palestinian, I'm hearing a lot of death to America coming out of that crowd as well. You know, it is unfortunate. And I got to tell you, I mean, I'm a pastor right now. So, um, and I, I, I see things a little bit differently than the world sees things. And so I can give you some biblical references that are going to actually be very, very imperative. I mean, it, it's, it's crucial to hear that kind of perspective so you can understand what's happening. Because this is not just a land grab. It's an ideological grab. Uh, for what's happening. And the people that are chanting, you know, death to America and all that kind of stuff is that type of ignorance and hate and is just downright evil and satanic. Um, but if you, if you can grant me just a couple of minutes, I can kind of give you a little bit of background and you can kind of see how this is kind of shaping up to what you see today. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So one of the things that's kind of crazy is Jews, uh, Muslims, and Christians, they all worship the same God. And that's very, very unknown. So people think when people see Jewish people, you know, worship a God and Christians worship their God, you know, through Jesus Christ. And even Muslims, you hear them say, Allahu Akbar. It's actually all the same God. It's the God of Abraham. 
But here's where the change happens. Where the change happens is in Genesis 22. In Genesis 22, and many people know this story, where God comes to Abraham and says, I need you to sacrifice your son. And at the very last moment, God brings a lamb in, 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 in exchange for the life of, of his son Isaac. Yeah, I remember. Well, yeah. the, way that the, the way that the Arabs and the way that the, the Islam take that same story is an angel came to Muhammad about 600 years later and said, that's actually not how it went. How it went was, is when Abraham was promised a son through Sarah, well, Sarah couldn't have a child at 90 years old, so she gave her maidservant, Hagar, to Abraham to sleep with Abraham, to have a lineage through Abraham. And the, the lineage of, uh, or the, the religion of Islam believes that God's chosen people was actually through Hagar and through the son Ishmael, and not through Abraham and Isaac. And that's where the religion separated and so what ended up happening was they were already in the land of Canaan, which is modern-day Jordan, uh, northern Egypt, and Israel. And so that's why the Arabs believe to this day that, well, wait a minute, it was actually Hagar and Ishmael that God favored, and so the land belongs to us. Where the Jews believe, no, no, that's crazy. It was, Ishmael, it was Isaac um, and Abraham, Isaac's son. And so that's where the biggest difference is, because and the reason why that's important to note is because it was in Canaan, which is modern-day Israel. And so that's why the Arabs believe, wait a minute, no, God gave us this land, and the Christians and Jews believe, actually, it was given to—God favored Isaac um, and Abraham, not Ishmael and Hagar. God favored Isaac and Sarah. And that's where the biggest split happens. So then you fast forward, you know, a couple thousand years— and then you see, you know, well, the, the, the um, Israelites, they get, you know, enslaved in Egypt, and then Moses comes and frees the slaves with God, and they cross into the, you know, they cross um, the Red Sea. Everyone knows this story, even, you know, kids know these Bible stories. Sure, Sunday well, school. When they, yeah, yeah. Well, when they cross the Red Sea, you know, uh, Joshua, one of the, one of the um, soldiers from Moses, goes out as a spy, and he looks, and they come back, and they say, well, these are the Canaanites. Those Canaanites were there, and they're all over the place, and God actually says, go, I'll, I'll deliver them into your hands, and they don't, and they're afraid. And because they were afraid, that's why they, why they wandered the desert for 40 years. Well, who are the Canaanites? The Canaanites are the descendants of Ishmael, which is, which is the Palestinians and the Arabs. So even before the, 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 the Jerusalem was set up by King David, even before all that, and this is, this is coming from a Palestinian Christian, so I'm just giving you the honest truth, biblical uh, history here. The Palestinians were actually in the land of Canaan and Israel first, but eventually it was delivered over into the hands of uh, Israel, who, who were able to set up their land in modern-day Canaan or modern-day Israel as you see it today. Right. But the truth of the matter is, is the ideological, they're, they're both ideologues, right? And that's where the problem is. This is not a land grab. It's an ideal. It's, it's an idea grab, right? The 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 Muslims are always going to hate the Jewish people because there was always a conflict between Ishmael and Isaac, the two original sons of Abraham. And even at that point, God said in the Bible that your son Ishmael is going to kick and be wild like a donkey. And I mean, and that's what you see out of the conflict in Israel today. Um, and it's, it's, it's and like I said, it's not just a land grab; it's an it's an idea grab. If they were all Christians, it'd be fine. If they're all Muslims, it would be fine. If they're all Jews, it would be fine. But because they are, you know, different religions, 
I mean, you remember the Bloods and Crips growing up, right? And how, like, there was, you know, Bloods and Crips that hated each other oh, yeah. and there were gangs. You can only imagine it being that times 10. That's how it is in the Middle East. The Christians do not get along with the Jews. The Jews don't get along with the Muslims. The Muslims don't get along with – I mean, that's just how it is there. But how do you get rid of an ideology? How do you get eradicate the the thinking that the Palestinians have been – you know, it's been pounded into their heads? Obviously, you escaped that, but – like for for instance, the other day, Ron DeSantis says, "I don't want any Palestinian refugees here because they are all anti-Semitic." What did you think when like when he said that? Okay, honestly, you're asking a pastor that question. So here's the thing: uh, until they until both sides accept Jesus Christ as their savior, hmm. that, that's that's what's going to happen. What's happening right now, and I know it's hard to hear that on your show because I know what type of show you guys have. So forgive me if you will. No, I'm but, a Christian. I. Okay, that, that's wonderful. So, so hear me out for a second. Um, the, the, the Muslims are still waiting on their prophet to come. And anyone who doesn't believe what they believe are um, infidels, and, that, and they want to have jihad against them. And even the word Hamas is a Hebrew word that means violence. You see what I'm saying? And the Jews are still waiting on their Messiah. So they both rejected Jesus Christ. And until they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and God sent his son to be the sacrificial lamb for all people, they both sides will continue to sacrifice their own sons on the battlefields of hate. Yeah, and Jerry, it just feels like, though, there's a big jump from waiting on your Messiah to come back to beheading children. Like, it feels like there's a pretty big gap there, you know? You're right. And here's the thing, too. Ultimately, the religion of Islam and the Jewish religion and Muslim religion, uh, while some of them are flawed, uh, you know, uh, the, the, it's, it's, they do preach peace. And so you have extreme Islam, which is Hamas, right? And what ended up happening was, is as at the end of World War II, as it was over, the Ottoman Empire, they're the ones that owned Palestine. They were over the Ottoman Empire was all over Palestine, all over modern day Canaan, which you see today. Well, after World War II, the, uh, the Ottoman Empire fell, and then Britain owned Israel. Well, after Britain owned Israel, they tried to develop a two, a two state solution, and that did not work. They couldn't get it together, so they gave it up to the United Nations. Well, the United Nations decided, okay, we're going to have a two state solution. We're going to give one, you know, half of half of Israel to the Palestinians, the West Bank, and the other half to the, the Jews, or, to the Jewish state. Well, the problem here is they have sections A, B, and C. Sections A were primarily um, run by the Palestinians. Section B were both, and section C was the Jewish uh, areas. Well, the problem there became, in and of the solution, is that the, the Section C had all the minerals, had the water, had all the agriculture. And so they were able to control the Jewish population or the, the uh, Arab population through having all the resources. And that kind of gave rise to the PLO, the Policy and Liberation Organization. And then the PLO, they, the, a lot of people in the Palestinian movement felt like the PLO was a little bit too relaxed, which gave rise to Hamas. And the Hamas, the PLO, the PLO they hate each other. They do not like each other at all. And so now you have a Hamas organization, which is extreme Islamic ideologues who are evil, satanic, dangerous, and they need to be absolutely eradicated off the face of the earth. But the, now, pal- but the Palestinians voted them in in the mid-2000s. 
Well, you have to understand where they're coming from. You have a people yeah. who are who are oppressed, right? And it's 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 easy to make these kind of conclusions when you're not living there, when you're here. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, how many times have you seen back in the eighties and nineties where kids are throwing rocks at tanks and stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. It looks crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah, but they've well, been indoctrinated. Let me tell you right, well, let me tell you what happens there. So you know, whether it's the Arabs who are doing something crazy or the Jews who are doing something crazy, some sort of conflict erupts, whether it's, a, whether it's a, a bus bombing or a town bomb. And then all of a sudden, the Palestinians are oppressed even more. They're pushed back in the corner even more, rightfully so sometimes, by the, by the Jews. And then what ends up happening while they're by the Israeli army, and what happens is, is there's curfew set. No one can leave their homes. And so now you're forced to eat what's in your refrigerator or what you can grow in your backyard. And if that lasts longer than a couple of weeks— now people are starving, and that's where you see that type of rebellion happen. But at the end of the day, again, you're absolutely right. You know, there's, there's evil in this world, and Hamas is absolutely evil. Um, and ultimately, you know, both sides can need to come to some sort of reconciliation, but they need to do so after evil is eradicated. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And I don't know if there's ever going to be peace in the Middle East. I mean, you could have all these – it doesn't make a difference who's in charge. You know, I, I hear people say lots of times – well, if Trump was in charge, this would have never happened. I mean, that, that's possible, maybe not to that extent, but I can tell you this. You know, when you, when you have strong leadership in, in, in place, yeah, things like this does, doesn't get funded. You know, people like Joe Biden and that administration who believes, you know what, here's how we'll control Hamas and the Iranians. We'll, we'll shut them up and we'll appease them with $6 billion. You know, you can't, you can't pay off and appease an ideologue. Right. When it's a, when it's a religion when it's a religious thought process, the only thing you're doing is you're enabling them with the funds you've given them, and they're going to take those so those same funds and they're going to believe that they're going to create jihad against the infidel. And how are they going to do that? They're going to fund Hamas. And so that that thought process is crazy. And to be and to God honest truth, you know, when Joe Biden showed up in Israel to give his uh, you know, I guess to pay his respect. He should have been apologizing because he's got blood on his hands. Right. Man, I got to be honest with you. We're, we're out of time here, Jerry, but this has been a fascinating uh, discussion. Again, we're not asking for people to change their minds or whatever, but the way you've been able to break this down for, for us from a historical perspective and take us inside the mind of what's going on, of somebody in the Gaza Strip, this has been pretty fascinating, and I want to thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I just want to tell your people that, you know, everyone, if, if they're, if they're pro-Palestine or pro-Israel, what we need to be praying for and, and marching for is pro-peace and, and praying for, you know, uh, them to come to know Jesus Christ. And that's, that's first and foremost. Jerry Shimali, thank you so much. We appreciate Thanks, it. Jerry. Hey, have a wonderful day, bud. Talk to you soon.